Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host at Beerfield Hop, Chris Hopper. Joined by at Ryan Minor underscore FFB. He's in, a, I think, a different color Jordan hat than normal. No, this is the same color. I think it's just a, a different lighting. It looks more gold. But it is maize. It's Michigan. Maize. My bad. Maize and blue. My, my bad. Navy and maize. Maize and blue. Navy and maize. Maize and blue. At Beerfield Theory, who's in the same Bristol hat. Chalking. Shocking, I know. I'm I'm in work clothes. Looks cozy. It does feel warm. It does. Is that a special color of, of black? Do I need to call it something? No. No? Okay. No. Good. It's Good. black. Glad. <laughs> Glad for that. Um we had a good amount of news to get to, and then we're going to take a look back today at the 2020 NFL Draft Class. That look back is presented by the FF Faceoff. Um, FFFaceoff.com for all your draft coverage, write-ups, and, and needs there. Um, soon. Soon for me. I'm through about half the wide receiver class as far as stat workups go, and then once I get all that done, I'm going to do kind of, a, I think, a, things that intrigued me article as i went through that process so have you been seeing what i've been doing lately too with the uh ff face off i have a uh, rookie mock, mock drafts going over on sleeper oh so he, does have, one... he does i haven't been in what? any of those because they are like a minute timer and every time i see them i'm like pooping or in the middle of working yeah <laughs> so i do one qb and two qb super flex drafts daily so i try to get one of each done a day because Work life, it's kind of like hard to do more than that. People are like, can we do a draft right now? I'm like, I'm eating dinner. So, no. Mm-hmm. And you find all of that ADP at FFFaceOff.com too, yeah? Yes, Eventually. up to date. Yeah, no, it's all up. It's all up and it's up to date now. Sweet. Awesome. So make sure you're checking all that out as we work towards the draft. Uh, confirmed, by the way, if you're coming out to the NFL draft, the three of us will be there. Not media credentialed or anything. We'll just be there hanging out. So For um, sure. Shoot us a line if you're coming through. We we would uh love to chill. Or at least I would. I don't know about Dan. He's a little standoffish sometimes. Yeah, you know. Just kidding. He's <laughs> 19 times more friendly than I am. He has to be. <laughs> I have to make up for you. It's true. He works in sales. All right. Uh, Before we get started, though. Yeah. You know. What's fueling beer fueled? Um, Ryan, go ahead. So I'm kind of doing what you're doing, Hopper, going through the beer fridge because I have beers that are just kind of just been one-offs I've been using and never going back to them. So now I'm going back to them because I need to start clearing it out to make more space for new beer as the season comes along. So today I am drinking... Sweet Baby Jesus Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter. Ooh. And actually Evil poured twin. it in a glass, too. Evil uh, twin. Evil twin. New Good York. Stuff. Damn. Me? I am drinking. I, 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 let's continue the New York train, I guess. Six Point Brewing. Because I haven't oh. had them on the show, and I've like sold their stuff when I worked for Denny's. This is their... I, I don't know if it'd be a flagship, but one of their more well-known resin to double... Double IPA, nine point one percent. Um, Dippa, a Dippa, yeah, Dippa. Uh, I don't see if they have any hop profiles on here. It does not look like they do. But Brooklyn, New York, 
Parksburg, Pennsylvania, and down in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Word. Uh keeping the New York trend up. I am uh <laughs> I'm drinking a triptych out of Savoy, Illinois. <laughs> oh, triptych New York. Uh, triptych New York. It's his uh queen meme, so I mean, Statue of Liberty has a crown on it, I guess. It kind of lines up. I don't know. Queen meme. It's a hazy triple dry hop double IPA featuring wildflower honey plus Eldorado, Azaka, Citra, and my favorite, Experimental 17704 hops. Ooh, I heard that one's extra. Something. Just extra. It's actually extra. It's, it's very loud. Yeah? So Are you loud. making that up? I am absolutely making <laughs> I don't it. know. You might know. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I've done sales for long enough. I could convince people things now. Yeah. Yeah. Like you had that serious face. I'm like, really? It's like to me when I walked into the Packer bar today for lunch, not realizing it was a Packer bar. Nice. Until I sat down and was like, there's a lot of green. Oh, fuck. It's a Packer blues. I mean, it was in St. Louis or, uh, you know, Fallon, Missouri. So that made sense. Citrone, papaya, black currant, and passion fruit. I mean, that does sound very loud. Sounds like a good IPA hop. Black currant? Yeah. I feel that feels like the the most odd. What gives off what hop would give off black currant? This uh, is it's obviously a mixture. Of, <laughs> it's obviously a mixture <laughs> of hops. I wonder what hops give out black currant. Because that, that's such a weird that one's the most um Bramlin Cross. Brewer's Gold, quite a few. Galena. The Brewer's Gold was the first one that popped up. Jester, Bramling Cross. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. A few. There, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch. And now Experimental 1876530 whatever. Hey. Jenny, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the fourth thing that comes up in the search results for that hop is Queen Meme. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so yeah, full dealio on that when we get through the show. Yeah, words, news, words. All right, we're gonna start off the forty ers and uh, some of the biggest, most obscure stuff, like. Biggest, most obscure, shitty situation type stuff from last weekend. Uh, Brock Purdy has a torn UCL. So for those that don't know what a UCL is, that is normally the ligament that leads to Tommy John surgery for MLB pitchers that keeps them out for a year to a year and a half. Not quite as severe with NFL players, but still really affects your ability to throw the football. Different throwing motions. So again, not quite as severe, but um, he's looking at it six months uh, it's a complex tear. Hopefully they can repair it, not have to reconstruct it. Um, so six months from now, or from the middle of the, from the, I don't know, we'll call it middle of this month because he's still seeking second opinions and stuff, puts him at mid-August. Uh, that means he's missing the beginning of training camp on on that timeline. Um, in the meantime, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Kyle Shanahan basically said there's no way he returns to the team. Which makes sense. Wow, rude. Well, yeah, I know it, it makes sense, but yeah. Jesus, buddy, yeah, he was laughing on the sideline, just being real about it. But yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense that he won't be 
be back. So he'll be a name that is probably looked at for, you know, starter, a starter gig for some of these teams that or at least a competing gig for some of these teams that are in the need for a veteran quarterback that don't necessarily have the draft capital to get a sure thing. He'll be popular there. It's one of the, you know, a backup that's been able to, to come in and do it and some success as a game manager starter. He's a good fit for, you know, probably like the commanders, I would think, um, I, to game manage over there. A few others. The Colts. Tampa Bay. I the mean, Colts, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay, you know, teams yeah. that think they're still. Yes. In a viable spot to compete. You have to, he's made a glass, so they have to put a viable backup with him, too. The Jets. He's going to go to the Jets. He's going to go to the Jets and be backed up by Zach When they Wilson. don't get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, Trey Lance is expected to be ready by OTAs. So this does, to me, provide us a little bit of clarity with how the offseason is going to go. Um, this is good news if you have Trey Lance. Because Purdy is not going to be healthy to compete for the duration of training camp. So that immediately gives Trey Lance an edge. Um, with more raw talent to show that he's developed and to probably open the season as a starter. Um, given Purdy's recovery timeline and everything. There's no way that they're going to hand it to either guy. So Trey Lance is going to get another crack at this thing is how I'm reading the tea leaves right now. I, I, we're starting this. I mean, there, I mean, we're very early. We're not even through the Super Bowl yet, but obviously there's, a, there's been reports of some executives thinking that Lance you know, could be traded there. There's if you ask any beat writer for the Vikings, they think they're going to get Trey Lance for Kirk Cousins. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no <laughs> field dates. It it and they have to cost more. They'd have to do Trey Lance plus, plus for Kirk. Oh man, the the amount of Kool Aid being drunk about how, how valuable Kirk Cousins is at 36 years old. Um, but it, it's it's going to be a very interesting off season. I've had like multiple speculations about uh, Brock Purdy because I've heard the whole six month thing, but then also the nine to 12 month surgery that he would actually physically get. So I think it depends on if it's reconstruction versus repair. Yeah. Isn't that why he's getting the second opinion? He's getting the second opinion on if he needs surgery. It's a six month recovery without surgery. It's a six month recovery if they can do it without reconstructing it. You get into the nine to 12 month range. Um, if it has to be reconstructed, which is more along the lines of what you see with uh, baseball pitchers and stuff. Yeah. We'll tall talk about la it. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, with baseball pitchers and stuff, your baseball pitchers are usually looking at 12 months before they can resume activities. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on. It's something to watch. It's good news for Trey Lance. And there, I don't see that there's any way the Niners trade him without getting a, a surefire veteran starter back in return. Uh-oh, don't, don't, don't you do it. Like, Just, like Kirk. <laughs> not, not Aaron Rodgers. Like, he already said he's not going. He's going. Where do you think Kirk. I was going? Like Derek Carr. He's he said a surefire veteran. Like Kirk Cousins. Like Kirk Cousins. Um the so sad yeah. thing is I can totally see it happening. I just not in the way that people think it's going to. Yeah. And it's not great. And they won't do it. That's the almost as, are, gonna convince themselves it's almost as silly as the Bears are gonna trade fields and draft Bryce Young. 
versus just oh my God, that is I'm very happy now that the obvious has continued to be stated that it's they're gonna try to package the one one. No fucking shit. No shit. We like oh my God. good job, NFL media. We like spun up this whole thing and then recanted all of it to say, Oh yeah, they're gonna package the one one. No shit, they're packaging the one oh one. They would be dumb not to. Even if they didn't really know about fields, that roster needs so much right. help. Right. And Bryce it, Young and Stroud is not any they're, they're not fields is a bad field. Bad, you at least have an infrastructure to bring the next guy into. Yeah, Caleb Williams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if you if you film quarterback this year, it's like, all right, you got next year's quarterbacks are even better. So why yeah, drag one now? Community. Right. It's Caleb Wilson. Or I'm sorry, Caleb Williams. No, it's a Caleb Wilson. Caleb Wilson. That, oh, was, yeah. a, that was the tight end. It Not was somebody because I kept wanting to go. I kept wanting to say Caleb. Caleb, Wilson, Caleb Wilson was the UCLA tight end from like 2018 or something like that. That was hyper athletic. That wasn't Josh Oliver. I thought Josh uh, Oliver. Was no, the it was from UCLA. It was Caleb Wilson. I'm fairly certain. I, I mean, I know. I know Oliver played there. I thought that was maybe that was after Caleb Wilson. Uh. He's a tight end. It's like that and one play for UCLA. Yep. And was drafted in 2019. 2019. So that was only a year off. Yeah. Josh Oliver, you I thought Josh Oliver was a small school guy. You just made me think of like the old uh, TV show The League, where they were trying to guess oh, yeah, who, I know they were, the who they were drafting. San Jose drafting? State. San Jose, San Jose State. State. Little yes. different than UCLA. I mean, is it? California. Cameron Jordan, Jordan Cameron, whoever. Yeah, that's exactly it. Jordan Cameron again. Jordan, Jordan Cameron. Oh my God. One of them will help you score points. The other one will make you lose points. That was a great, <laughs> great episode, though. When he wants to punt, when he rucks in, wants to punch Antonio Gates, <laughs> runs into him in the hot tub. <laughs> what a good show. I miss that show. That was a great show. I've Until watched it, it about it ended times. Bad. I hated the ending to it. The ending was not good, but it's like most, most shows that go for too long. Nick and I used to skip through downtown Springfield Shiva blasting. <laughs> As we would skip from the 1 a.m. bars to the 3 a.m. bars. The good old days. The good old days. The single days. Yes. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa finally cleared concussion protocol ahead of the offseason. So that's that's good. He spent like a month in it. He's still going to miss the Pro Bowl. So good. congratulations, Tyler Huntley. Which I find funny because the Pro Bowl is a flag football game, so yeah. there would be no no physical hitting anyways. Yeah, and why not just do the? Because uh, he wasn't cleared until Wednesday, so he probably had to make a decision before then. He wasn't probably wasn't sure he was going to get cleared, uh, so they recovered throughout the off season, and hopefully this is the the end of that saga because man, he is taken so many strides of that offense and proved so many people wrong this year. But two super, him later. Two super unfortunate injuries. You said warn him later. Yeah. I mean he is I mean he is he is in this class. Yes. I'm sure we'll talk about him. More on him later. We will. Uh Mike McCarthy is gonna assume play calling duties for the Cowboys as Kellen Moore is no longer with the team. Related news Kellen Moore was hired by the Chargers. Less than twenty four like hours. Less than twenty four hours after being fired, after being the scapegoat. Because let's yeah. be honest, he was scapegoated, and the Chargers are going to benefit from that because I think he's oh, probably a lot better great. than Joe Lombardi. So, yeah. 
Um, he'll open that up from what we've seen from the Cowboys office offense, um, open up Herbert's, Herbert's arm a bit. I still think they need to add pieces. Keenan Allen starting to age out and Mike Williams is not like, no matter how much people want Mike Williams to be something I've been singing it for three or four years now, that just ain't a thing. So they're going to gonna happen. It's never going to yeah. happen. It's never going to happen. Fitch will never be not making fetch happen. But, um, yeah, I think it's good news for Herbert. Um, you know, we saw how he used Tony Pollard, so I'm not worried about Eckler at all. Um, very similar skill sets there. Uh, and real interested is I think they need to land a wide receiver here, too. There'll be one in the front. I'm predicting they go receiver first round. So I think they I should. was going to say the same exact thing. Yeah, they need to. As for the Cowboys, McCarthy put put up some had some players that put up some huge, huge fantasy numbers despite lack of of regular success. So, you know, this isn't a bad thing unless you're a running back. Um, but this is probably good for Lamb, potentially good for Gallup, good for Dak. Um, probably not good from an NFL perspective because it's pretty unimaginative, but he'll go throw heavy from what we saw in Green Bay. So I mean, it's different with Rodgers, too. I guess it's also different than, I mean, when you have Rodgers, and for the longest time, they never really had, I mean, I I guess maybe Eddie Lacy in Torsi, and they never really trusted Aaron Jones, which has now gone through two running backs. I I mean, you'd have to. The team wants to retain Zeke. I think you'll get some sort of thunder-lightning it's hard to imagine not having Dak be involved, not throw the ball enough, but their receiving core is pretty bad. Yeah. So, yeah, losing Amari Cooper really showed. And Michael Gallup getting hurt and Jalen Tolbert yeah. just well, Michael Gallup completely just face planning. I mean, they're also going to go probably receiver early. I would assume day one, day two for sure. Hmm. You guys, Aaron Rodgers has not been. Great, three last five seasons. Anyway, no, he's been he's been very mediocre, very mediocre. Um, but early on with McCarthy, I mean, uh, generally up around six hundred pass attempts or so when he would play a full season. Uh, between five seventy five and six hundred touchdown rates are relatively pedestrian, but you know, solid numbers there. Rogers in his prime. I was looking to see if there's a correlation to Rodgers' downfall when McCarthy left because those two things seem to to go kind of hand in hand in the Tom Brady argument, and there definitely wasn't. So, no, I mean it, it's he's always got it done by hyper efficiency, and he's he's got one of the I think he may have the highest career touchdown rate ever. So I mean it, it's um his career touchdown rate is six point two. That is extremely fucking good yeah, <laughs> for, really a, good. for a career. Yeah. I mean, we always highlight how good 5% is for most for just I mean, any given season. Six, I mean, him and Wilson before he went to Denver, but Peyton Manning was 5.7 comparison sake. Drew Brees 5.4 for his career. Uh, I think Tom Brady's right around there as well. So, yeah. Uh, Tom Brady is 5.4 first career, so not right around there. He is exactly there. Yeah. Um, let's see. And, and he's almost a full 
percentage above him. That's that's Ben Roethlisberger at five point oh. So yeah, yeah, pretty good at football. That that weirdo is. He is Brett Favre was five point oh. So with, yeah, with also five point oh interception rate. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, fuck that guy it's so badly. Fuck him. 3.3, which I think I is know. higher than Blake Bortles. No, I mean, it's, 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 to me, through the most picks in a career. Actually, someone's career. So that's a good one to look at. Blake Bortles. What most pick? Yeah. Blake Bortles. Highest touchdown or, or highest interception rate. Nah, 2.8. Farve's higher. Ah. Bortles over Favre. You heard it here first. That's right. The boat. Uh, Tom Brady retired from the NFL after 23 seasons for a second time. Patriots, great shade. Just retweeting the it's last so, one. It's so good. Sorry, Niners fans. You're going to have to go for somebody else. Indeed. Um. Well, give it, give it 30 days. You know, he announced nah. it this time. I think he's he announced like, it. It didn't break. And he had always he'd been saying for years he wanted to at least play until he was 45 and he just finished his age 45 season. So I think that. He had it in his mind. He wanted to make it to 45. Played his first losing season. Ever. Rough shit in his personal life. You know, uh, came back, and I, I don't know if, you know, his heart just wasn't in it. He was pretty mediocre. Uh, lost a lot of his offensive line. You know, it, I think for him it was, yeah. Losing Bruce Arians. <laughs> uh, time is undefeated. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Playing until 45 is already historic. You yes. will never see a quarterback. I don't think you'll ever see. You may never see a player reach his Super Bowl appearances, uh, maybe even wins. Jamie She's, Moyer played until 49. That's a pitcher, but. I mean, yeah. Which is uh, also Ocho's, very which is also impressive. Vinny Testaverde was trying to come back. Well, so is T.O. They've been trying to come back for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Vinny Testaverde only played until 44, and that's the only other, like, Classic old guy quarterback, I can think I, of, and he was a backup, a, I think, towards the end of his career too. He or, or more journeyman, maybe I'm wrong, but it's he was he was a backup for the last five years, which is still impressive. But I mean, what Brady did was uh, uh, just as equally. Is there a kicker that's older? I'm I'm sure. I mean, all you have to do is kick a ball. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's very difficult. But uh, Vinny played until he was 47. Wow. Oh, there he did. So, yes, there was a kicker that was older. Yeah, Morton Anderson probably did too, honestly. Dude, Justin Tucker oh. is going to play till he's Morton 50. Anderson played from 1982 to 2007. <laughs> 25 years. He he was also 47 when he retired. Wow. Vinatieri played from 96 until 2019, so Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. That is pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good player. Yep. Uh Houston hired D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's to be their head coach. So Houston actually good head coaching hire for the first time in three years. They replaced two minorities with another minority head coach. Um, this one on a longer term deal. Six and, years. Yeah. I think this is a good move for them. I think that um 
he'll bring a good defensive identity. It'll be, they've already said that they're going to add to the quarterback room. I think Houston's finally ready to be like serious and commit to this rebuild. We'll see what they do with the offense. We'll see what they do with the infrastructure. But to me, this signals that they're done fucking around. Uh, I don't know. I think this I, is I, a good I'm hire. still curious. See, I'm still curious. It's to one. D'Amico Ryan's goes tomorrow or next year. I mean, it's, 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 it's one move. It's, one move in the right direction is an X player for them. I mean, it's we'll see. I you know we'll see what they do. That had a shitload of success with yeah. San Francisco. So yeah, and they have a nice. I mean, and they got some good on defensive pieces. We'll see Stingley. Yeah, we'll see. You know who they bring in. You know, you know for the offense and what they do at pick two if they move up or stay there. So it'll be. Uh, it's going to be interesting. They're going to be uh, in the AFC South. The, the the rise in Jacksonville is obviously there, but it's one of the more it's one of the more wide open. It's the most wide open division in the AFC at the time being, and uh, we'll see what he does. Indeed. Uh, Denver acquired head coach Sean Payton from the Saints in exchange for first and second round picks. First rounders, Miami's first rounder from this year via the Bradley Chubb trade. Uh, the second is in 2024, and the Saints are going to send back a 2024 third. So it's basically a first rounder for Shad Payton and moving back around. I don't like it. I just don't see the whole hype for like Sean Payton because to me, like, I just see Mike McCarthy. I don't see the hype. That- giving draft picks to a coach. I don't see exactly the hype that too. giving draft picks for a coach either. Um, this to me is an organization that's trying to save face. They traded for Russell Wilson. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett as their big head coaching hire, who to me that was questionable to begin with. Um, they immediately handed Russell Wilson a huge contract and they completely shit the bed. This is a team that has to try to save face and has to try to do something that that works. They have the roster, they have the players, they need to make it effective. And, you know, I see Sean Payton is a is a commitment to that that can work with a player like Russell Wilson. Um, you know, you can't you can't ignore the sins of Sean Payton, but you also can't ignore the success of Sean Payton. Um, and him with with Breeze after the Chargers casted him aside, um, how he managed to take offenses that were always seemingly lacking pieces and make them good. Um, so to me, this is what Denver had to do. I don't think there was another option that Denver had that would have made any freaking sense with what they got on the table. Be, this is what they had to do. Our move. I think it's it's gonna I think it's gonna burn in their face. I don't think it's you're not Sean Payton away from being a good NFL team. Uh, they might be a Sean Payton away from being a good NFL I, team because like Daniel Hackett's not a good coach. But look at the roster. All right, but what has Payton done? What when was the last time he won a Super Bowl? When's the last time he won a playoff game? When's the last time he won a conference championship game? When's the last time half of every freaking coach? When's the last time any coach are gonna pick up off the free agent pile is won a freaking game as a head coach? Like, like, would you rather trade that for Sean Payne or trade that same amount and try to get someone like uh, uh, the coach for the Rams, freaking uh, Sean McVay? Yeah. 
if McVay's under contract, though, and wasn't going to leave, Peyton had already stepped away and they were willing to move him. If he was, but was he? You can play the what if game the whole time. What if we resurrected Vince Lombardi from the dead? Three first round picks. And brought him back. Three first round picks. For three first round picks. And then they made that up. What if Bill Belichick finally decided he wanted to be traded? What about that? So the, all right, so then we're you, playing so the what if Sean game. Payton. So what, what if you all right? So you do this trade for Sean Payton. What if they don't make the playoffs this year? Was it a, a good trade or a bad? I mean, trade? It, it's like twenty twenty two all over again because they they didn't make the playoffs and they were the arguably the most disappointing. They were the most disappointing team. Yeah, they have the the league's best team, one of the league's best defenses. This move makes a lot of sense. I I also, still don't agree with. Overpaying? Why not push for Kellen Moore if you're if you're going to push for an offensive mind? Why not? Probably would have made sense. By the way, to your point, Ryan, the last time they were in the playoffs and won a playoff game was 2020. Was Sean Payton? Yes. Or was he already gone? No, he was still there. It was 20? That was his final year. That was his final year. Was it a conference I mean, championship? It was not a conference championship. Um, I think they'd only done that once, but so have. A lot of people. It's very difficult to get I, right, but, but I just feel like I just feel like what you're what they gave up. It was 2020 with 41 year old Drew Brees. Yeah, but yeah, it's also Drew Brees. What? Who was bad then? Find yeah, he, me, was, he was running on noodle arm. Yeah, find me a hole in this roster. That you need right now, play. running back. <laughs> right uh, now, it's running back. back. Offensive, offensive line, line depth. I mean, no, everyone needs offensive help. light depth. It's it's like running backs, fancy football. You can never have enough trench players, right. both sides of the ball, running back and defensive line. It's the same thing. Sorry, O-line and defensive line. You you never have enough swing players that can, you know, fill holes when people get hurt. I mean, it, it's – I we're, we're going to see what he can do with Russell. We're going to see if we're going to see Ventus Russ or we're going to see that maybe it wasn't just Hackett. Like, we, we will find out. We're gonna find out, but they we have to find, find out with out. what they paid Russ. They have to. I mean, well, they, they have to I mean, pay, I, they have to I, win I, now because or else trading these first round picks was was a total like scam I mean, it, and bullshit. Well, yeah, but they gotta go in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you already you just, paid Wilson a. I'm sorry, Dan. No, no, you're good. You already paid Wilson a fuckload of money. You signed Tim Patrick to a fuckload of money. You signed Cortland Sutton to a fuckload of money. You got Javante Williams on an expiring deal. You've got a good defense. You got to go all in. You're already effed if you don't go all in. You have no cap space. I just can't no, believe someone called the Saints actual deal. I, I, I just, it's, it was it's crazy. Just, it's just shocking to me that I, I like, I, I've always, I, I dislike Sean Payton, but I, I'll always respect him as an offensive genius. I mean, he, he modernized the usage of running backs in their offense and the way that we've haven't seen really I mean, we, now we've seen you know repeated and and, and w- i guess we'll get an idea of uh, of how good he is but he it's mm-hmm. hopper the broncos have a very stacked roster they also play in the league's most difficult division in the league's most difficult conference and we'll see how russ and then in this team and Alpine can lead this team against arguably the five best quarterbacks come from this conference. It's mm-hmm. un- unless Jackson gets moved on or you don't put him there. It's good luck. Like good luck to them coming out of the AFC West. And I, and to Ryan's point, I, I don't know if Payne, if Payne can even do that. It may not even be on Payne, but no. the Broncos do have to do something. 
you give up that much to get Wilson, then to pay Wilson, and then to continue to make moves to add in more draft picks you lost that you can use in return to get a head coach. It's it's this is what happens when you royal, royally fuck up your head coaching spot, like to a point where you, you tank a move that seemed destined to work. Like yeah. and I just see a dumpster fire. And well, I, well, I can also see it now working. That's what we saw was a dumpster fire. It's hard to see the shit through the smoke, but you know, it gives them their best chance, I think. And it may not work, but they have to give it a chance to work. By the way, Peyton since two thousand nine, just because I pulled it up. Uh two thousand or sorry, since two thousand six. Um lost the conference championship. Seven and nine, eight and eight. Won the Super Bowl. Cheaters. Lost in the wild card round, won zero games. Uh, lost in the divisional round, won one playoff game. So they were 11 and 5, 13 and 3. Missed the playoffs 2012, 2013, 11 and 5. Uh, lost in the divisional round after winning in the wild card round. Three straight season missing the playoffs 17, 18, 19, 20. Four straight playoff appearances. Um, won in the wild card round, uh, won in the divisional round, lost in the conference championship. Lost in the wild card round and then won the wild card round, lost the divisional round. So um until Breeze retired, um Peyton had wrapped off four straight winning seasons, four straight playoff bursts, and three playoff wins in that time frame. Right. Out of four and then and, and, and then look at Mike McCarthy. Just to cause, comparison like, sake. Yeah, because a lot of people give a lot of flack saying, you know, like all oh, Dallas signing Mike McCarthy, that was a dumb move. That's a dumb move. But it's just like, but praising this whole Peyton signing to uh, Denver. And I'm like, what's the difference? Because I don't see the difference. It's a, it's the same exact type I of mean, coaches. They, they had the McCarthy's same McCarthy's definitely had its more. I think McCarthy's had more success because of the conference shepherds he's made with Rodgers. And, and even people and, were saying, like, they wanted him fired basically after the championship game. It's like, you know. Well, yeah, it's you, because you Dallas it. fans are idiots. Are you going to tell me I'm wrong about Cowboys fans being morons? You're... No. Okay. You, you didn't hear, no, you heard me go completely silent, did you not? No, oh, I did. I didn't know if I like said something so profound you were shocked by it. Cowboys fans are morons. I don't. No. I don't have a better way to put it. They're they're like worse than Yankees fans these days, in my Absolutely. opinion. The Yankees no, fans were freaking insufferable for two decades. They still are. That is that is true. Uh, you can send your hate mail for my comments about Cowboys fans to Aaron Schill <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough about uh, about their Sean Payton tangent. Oh, man. Derek Carr. Uh, we granted permission to seek a trade, and then he was named the Pro Bowl. Oh, my God. That's awesome. It's about, I don't know what's funny. Pro Bowl Derek Carr going to the Pro Vegas. Bowl or Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Where he's gonna have to don Raiders gear. Actually, does he wear Raiders gear, or does he wear just like an NFL like sticker? You'll have to say something with Raiders on there. He'll have something on there. He will. Hold on. Yeah, there. Raiders armband. (laughs) He's gonna wear Raiders socks. You can't even see him. (laughs) He's already making jokes at the Pro Bowl. Ryan Clark asked him about something, and he's like, "Well, that's probably why I'm leaving Las Vegas." It's something about his bad numbers or not being hot. 
That's awesome. Nah, he's already joking about it. He good for him when he I goes to the Jets. That. Yeah, yeah. If it's a shame, he's gonna end up with the Texans, just like his, just like Big Brother. But just like it's oof, oofta for yeah, that second brother, overall his, pick. His brother got screwed in that whole thing because that team was nowhere near being a team, and he's a hell of a, he was a hell of a lot better quarterback than what he actually showed in the NFL. I mean, Andrew Luck was dealt the same man with the Colts, but you know. Eh. Fuck David Carr. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Yes. Uh, Miami has hired Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Great hire by them. Oh, they did. I didn't yeah. see that go through. They stole him from Denver. Back to Denver. Officially. What do you mean they stole him from Denver? <laughs> hey, there's a lot of Broncos he was fans going after back. that Sean Payton thing was like, maybe we'll get back Vic Fangio. They're going to snowball's chance of hell that was going to He ain't going back to Denver as a coordinator. Um, it's, good. it's a good hire, though. A great hire by Miami. Oh, yeah. I like that one a lot for the second time. Uh, the Rams hired an ex-Jets offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, his OC. He's being paired back up with his his daddy. Yeah, with Peyton. Uh, good move for the Rams. You get somebody in, you know, you can work with them, familiarity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I think LaFleur can be a good OC. Um, didn't exactly have the world to work with with the Jets. Poor Mike White got hurt. Otherwise, I think that ends differently. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, if, if the statue didn't crumble. Oh, Mike White. There's no you know what I feel good about, Dan? We were fucking right about Mike White. It just took six years. You know, there was a rumor <laughs> that came out on Super the Day that the Rams are very interested in Mike, Mike White. Mike White, yes. <laughs> I was like, do it. I love Let him, it. Like, the, one of the league's worst offensive line gets the fucking statue behind him. Yeah, that's not going to end well. That's, With Baker that's Mayfield. End well. yeah. I it. think Baker's gone anyway. I don't think he goes back down. I don't know where Baker's going to go. I mean, if you're touting <laughs> He's Mike White. the next White, quarterback for the New York Jets. I was thinking the Argonauts. <laughs> it's going to Houston. The Argonauts. He's going to be going to play for the Battlehawks. <laughs> He'll be a backup somewhere. For the Battlehawks? Sure. Yeah. It's going, going to hey, going to Minnesota so I can buy a Baker. Taylor Heineke jersey. was uh, Jordan Tiamu's back on back up on the Battlehawks. Just saying. And now and now his replacements it's replacing him. Mm-hmm. Or, or or not it's replacement. His look alike it's not it's not replacing him. Oh, <laughs> uh, <sighs> same how. Joe Mixon things, the thing that is being dropped tomorrow, so really nothing. We'll talk about it next week if we need to. And they, okay. Supposedly being dropped tomorrow. His agent says it's being dropped tomorrow, so it could be nothing. Could be yeah. something. Nobody knows. I should, have my dad, I should take that chance when I had that chance to have Floyd Mayweather hit me in the face. What? I'm going to press charges. No, I'm not going to press charges. Never mind. Oh. I thought you had an opportunity to get punched by Floyd Mayweather. I, I could have, yes. You could have? You could yeah, have. A, a couple of years ago, I was in Dominican Republic, and uh, I saw this little guy, and I'm like, who is that guy? Like, he has bodyguards. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And my friend's like, you don't know who that is? I'm like, no, why would I? He goes, you watch boxing? I go, nope. That's why you he goes, don't know who he is. He, he goes, that's Floyd Mayweather. I'm like, he's that short? He was like half my size. I'm like, wow, he's really small. But I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more. Now that I know who it is. Okay, you, you weren't almost going to be fight. You didn't say anything. You, I, got, from you. 
I got really close to him, and, he's and like, all of a sudden his, his bodyguards got around me, and I'm like, "What's going on?" Like, okay, we got really you? close to Zeke and got ran off by his bodyguards. It doesn't mean Zeke was close to punching me. <laughs> I don't think Floyd wants to relinquish any money. I think I, for 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 as many things as Floyd is dumb, I don't think he's that dumb to to. No, you think he's not Mike Tyson dumb? No, not many likes, people are. He likes his money enough to not make stupid decisions when it comes to losing more of his money. Okay, good. All right, 45 minutes on the clock. Beer Fueled Look Back. I kind of like that one. That was fun. I forgot I did that. All right, looking back at 2020 draft class, we're just going to run through round by round. I'll probably go... A uh, couple picks by couple picks. We'll pick some people out. We're just going to talk about this for a few minutes. Uh, let's look at some of the skill position players in the first round first, and let's start with uh, the first three off the board where your quarterbacks, Joe Burrow going 101 overall to Atagavaloa um, at five and Justin Herbert at, at, at six. And um, looking at that, uh, let's actually just pull the whole first-round QB class and just throw Jordan Love in there, too. I mean, is the only we other can one. leave him off there. It's fine. Yeah, he's on there at um, 26. I mean, but, I know where he was drafted. We don't need to talk about him. Yeah, so Jordan Love was a mistake by the Packers, I think. Uh, well, definitely, because we're three years removed and they've got nothing out of that, that first-round pick. Um, Patrick Queen went after him. Uh, Jordan Brooks. Isaiah Wilson. I, uh, I think Higgins, that was one of the Pittman. I, Edward Tillaire. Like the, uh, the one first NFL draft I was live streaming with you guys. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Higgins, Pittman. I remember uh, Deion, DJ's face when Jordan Love got drafted. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. <laughs> he, 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 not only was he pissed that Justin Jefferson went to Minnesota, is that he had to watch Green Bay. Draft. Man, okay. Let's see. That was, yeah, this yeah. might be one of the worst draft classes of like worst draft class for a team of all time. Their first three picks. F minus. Brutal. Yeah. I, I I know Dylan. I, I know Dylan has found something, but. Like Jesus Christ, man! It was bad. What they yeah, could have bad. at least had, even with Higgins and Pittman there, still. Yeah, some Jesus. other guys that, that went behind him: Higgins and Pittman and Xavier McKinney for the Giants. And um, let's see, Jonathan Taylor went back behind him. Uh, Grant Delpit, Antoine Winfield Jr. Jalen Hurts. If you wanted a quarterback, so bad. That's true. Draft a better quarterback. Right, Jalen Hurts, who we'll get to a little bit later on. Um, Trayvon Diggs. Jalen Johnson, Trayvon Diggs. uh, Raekwon Davis. There's a whole whole lot of mistakes. I was just naming out the receivers that they really needed. Uh, There's a lot of them. Jeremy Chin at the end of the second round. Yeah. A lot of things that went wrong there. Let's talk about what went right, though. Uh, for, For Burrow, for Tua, for Herbert. Um, I don't know. We need to harp on that too much. I mean, those are those are three definite hits. Yeah, they I hit mean, on them, and as as long as Tua can stay out of that concussion protocol stuff, I mean it, that that offense it it flows. It flowed great when he was healthy. I mean, you have two top five quarterbacks. 
in Dynasty. Two yeah. was borderline. You know, he's in the he's in the twelve to fifteen range. Yeah, it's uh, it's arguably, it's the best class that we've seen. Is what people thought the twenty one class is going to end up being. I mean, it, it's still good, but it that looks pretty grim at this point. This is, you know, from a you know from a production standpoint, from a you know from an accolade standpoint, this is in the six years we've done this. This is the most decorated QB class. That we'll yes. probably, I mean, two of these guys played and just played in the conference championship games. It's it's pre- it's, it's incredible. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I like it's it a lot. Insanely good, and and once we get to her, it's as another third QB that you can argue is should be top five. Yes, and I think he would be if you were to do it today. Oh, I think he would. I I I I, I would be very interested to see how their quarterbacks. Washington obviously, yeah. I, I, I would be interested uh-huh. to see where Tua would actually fall in comparison. I think you definitely get Burrow to Cincy at one still. I yeah, I don't think that they, changes. I don't think so either. I don't know that the Lions would have well. Washington goes quarterback over Chase. They should have went I, I, I think quarterback so over Chase, but I, I think, think they so still would. And then Chase Young would have ended up it in. Detroit. Detroit. No, it depends what Detroit would. It depends what Detroit would have done. No, well, they would have a defensive end more than likely because if Chase yeah. Young would have fell, they would have. I mean, they saw Stafford. Money. They saw Stafford there, so yeah. I mean, you might. And be he was right. under a contract too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, other guys in the in the high end of this, Jeff Okuda. So Ryan, three years in, what are your thoughts on Okuda one hundred three? It doesn't look. I mean, he had. I know he's okay. a solid player. Yeah, but but like worth a one three. I I don't know. I wouldn't have taken it. I mean, yeah, at the time I was like, oh yeah, that's great. But then he just never lived up to that hype where it was like a shutdown corner. Like yeah, he had this season where he had some shutdown games, but then uh, he also crapped the bet on when he shouldn't have. It just goes to show also when you take in a a top five pick, a top three pick that plays outside. It, it they don't affect the game in the way that Interior, and Andrew right. Thomas would have if Thomas you know if Thomas re- reaches heights you know that would have been a better pick and Thomas it, is still it, it starting so pick. yeah it, it's it's it goes to show just how also important positional value is to the built of your team and why teams stay where they are generally it's Okudo is a fine player. Regardless of what his outcome would have been, he, I don't know if he would have ever been worth the 103. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, he doesn't the, impact – that position doesn't impact the game the way that others do. Right. No, he's not, he's not a, a true shutdown corner. Like, we're like you, we already talked about Trayvon Diggs. Going like, even if round. he was. Like, even if he was. Like, it's – Trayvon Diggs isn't the reason why Dallas is a playoff team. No, but I'm just saying, like, you know, the same, you could get a better value cornerback in the second round. Oh, oh yes. spending it. You're absolutely yes. No. yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. So, I mean, it, again, it's, it, it's, it was a bad pick. I thought it was a bad pick then just because why you're taking a defensive back that early. They but, would have been better taking tackle or off, like, you know, tackle. Offensive line because you, 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 you know, you can never have too many because you never I know mean, what's going to happen. I mean, again, hindsight's always 2020, but you know, like even, it should have been Thomas. It should have been. Was it worse? Worse, yeah, worse. One of the most athletic tight ends from 
in a very long time. They fell to eleven, which is or thirteen, which is thirteen. Insane. Yeah, thirteen. He went after Henry Ruggs. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> he went after. Yeah. He went after. I mean, I I, I think if Beckham or Beecher could say healthy, it'd be yeah. A and honestly, like the quarterbacks were hit, but if you look through this, Andrew Thomas is still starting. That's good. Derek Brown's still starting. That's good. As Isaiah Thomas uh, has moved to a nickelback role. Oh yeah, has he like, really? He was a, he was more of a defensive weapon. Like or, they didn't sorry, know exactly Simmons. what to label him as. Yeah, Simmons is like showing up on the depth chart as a is a big nickel box. He's kind of like uh, a gadget player, like Jabril Peppers. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Like he's like he's really good in like a forty six to do with him. Of, yeah. Uh, C.J. Henderson at nine has already been oof, moved on from. Um. Yeah, that was a a big swing in the miss. Uh, Jedrick Willis Jr. has been fine. Uh, Mackay Becton's been been hurt. injured and out and hurt. Yeah, so. injured. All right, this brings us to the wide receivers. So let's go ahead and break down these first round wide receivers, shall we? This is a class that uh definitely had some potential. Let's see how it played out. Ruggs was the first wide receiver off the board to Vegas at twelve. Uh, you also had Jerry Judy to Denver at fifteen. C.D. Lamb at seventeen, who I think was. Uh, most of our ones overall. Yep. Um, yeah. And then uh, you had Jalen Rager at 21, Justin Jefferson at 22, um, who I think was our number, most people's one or two, Jefferson was. Ayuk uh, at 25th overall. So um breaking this down jerry judy at 15 i don't think a lot of us batted an eye there because we thought he was the most pro ready um what do you guys think has he lived up to that um i mean obviously from a dynasty perspective that's not somebody you're looking to move from especially given some of the upside he's shown but has he he lived up has he been better than t higgins at 33 or Pittman at 34 um you know some of these other guys that that went later. I I was I was lower on Judy than most consensus. Like really, I thought he was more of a number two, and I and I think the team he played for. I always joke about the Bama attacks, but there is I think there's some rea- there is some reality to it. There's it's, it's a bit unfair for Judy. He's dealt with injuries for almost every season he's been in the NFL, but I had him below. Rugs, they're not rugs. Excuse me, Adam below Lamb. I, I, I will never run away from my ranking of Rager. Um, yeah, Adam below Jefferson. Adam yeah. below Jefferson. I had him below Higgins, and I had him below. I think, I think he was my fifth. I had him below Higgins I, as well. Yeah, actually, I can look this up. I don't even have to guess for myself. Hold on. I probably could too somewhere if I wanted to actually look, but, look. But yeah, but I like Judy. Like what he's been coming and do as of now. Like yeah, the injuries killed him the last couple of years. But what he showed in the second half of the season, you you saw that upside that we were wanting him to do in the NFL, and it finally started to kick in. So I see him as I mean, an upside I wide mean, receiver. Has he shown? I mean, granted, he had a nice couple game stretch, but I think it was like five or six game stretch he had though. I mean, this was the post Hackett move where the offense yeah. started to come alive. I, I, I well, he's even coming maybe? alive during during Hackett's time. So I think like. This year, like he's being drafted later than what I think he's going to finish. So I think he's going to finish as a back end wide receiver one. I, I actually like him a lot this year. I did have Judy at one. Hmm. How I forget, I had. You him think like, he's going to finish it? I I don't. 
Is it top 12? No. I had him, Lamb, and Jefferson all in a tier. Are we doing a bull predictions episode? Because I'm gonna put that as my bull prediction. I'm gonna write it down now before that's, I forget. Uh, that's it's 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 write it's it it's between it's like medium heat. We'll do a bold predictions episode like closer to the season. So yeah. you gotta remember that one for <laughs> six months. Or so, I, I'm gonna remember I'm gonna write it down. Oh, he I'm will, I'm sure you will too. Yeah. I was low uh, on rugs and Ayuk. I had Higgins and Pittman behind the trio of bus. I had the trios of bust all in the same tier of Rayquard, Mims, and Chanel. That was my second tier, and they all busted. My entire second tier busted. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I had Judy, Lamb, Jefferson in tier one, which is fine. Um, I had Rager, Mims, Chanel in tier two, Higgins, and Pittman in tier three. I was that 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 was I was also very high in Mims. Yeah. Again, who, I, I don't who hide was from my Mims. I was yeah, I was very high in Mims. Everyone I was extremely was. high in Rager. I mean, Rager. Yeah, it, it, Rager was, I guess, a, a little bit decisive, but I still feel yeah. like, I mean, I did have him over Jefferson, but I had Jefferson at three. And then I had uh, Ruggs, Duvernay, Ayuk together, um, and then Gabe Davis and Isaiah Hodgins are the only other two worth mentioning below that. <laughs> we Hodgins are totally is... talking Gabe Davis today. <laughs> oh, we are talking. <laughs> oh, we are totally today. talking Gabe Davis today at some point. Yeah, we are. So, anyway, Judy... Um, He's been solid. He's been fine. There's still upside there. Hasn't lived up to that draft capital. Not even, no. I think no. is what we can say. Um, C.D. Lamb, I think that he has. I don't know if you read. I mean, if you redid this, Jefferson's obviously the first wide receiver off the board. If you read By this, landslide. Jefferson's, Je- Jefferson's yeah. going to Detroit at three. Yeah. Yes. That, I would that, believe that. <laughs> that I mean, yes. I mean, just given how they value outside over inside, they're totally yeah. going Jeff. Which would have, I mean, people would not have been mad. He would have just been no. like Calvin Johnson as wasted career there until now. Until now, Ryan. Until now. And if not, it was before Arizona traded for Nuke. He would have been going to them at eight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he may not have made a pass. I mean, I uh, maybe be- between that Carolina. Well, Carolina would have already had DJ Moore at the time, so probably not. I don't know. It's hard to say. Receivers. Yeah. Historic start for a receiver. I mean, he could have, he may have never made it past Washington. That's true. That is very true. Um, so, yeah, nothing really to say on on Mr. Jefferson. Or, I mean, Lamb there has been, been fine, I think. Um, you're not getting out of Jefferson or Lamb. There's no reason to. Rager, you should have already given up on from a dynasty perspective. That's yep. been documented to death. Um, Brandon, Is he still the Vikings, uh, Brayden for now, Rager? yeah. If he now. makes the team, he will make more money than Jefferson this year. Isn't that, isn't that pathetic? I mean, he won't make he'll, he'll get cut. That team's Jefferson, super desperate for cap, but it's, it, 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 it's funny to think if he stays on the roster for whatever reason, he will be making more yeah. than Justin Jefferson this year. Two 2020 first round picks on the same team with each other. One of them is Godsend. The other one I, I thought would be. Send yeah. away. <laughs> I, yeah. I loved. I loved Rager, man. I I, I do. Is it, is it does TCU scare you like a TCU wide receiver scare you now? No. Quentin, like Quentin well, you don't scout. Uh, you don't Quentin, scout the helmet. Scout the player, man. No, you always. scout the player, but I still am not in love with what I saw in a Quentin Johnson's workup so I, far. I, so I haven't dug. I haven't dove deep. I just looking at his perf. Just looking at just the baseline stuff. I, I 
It was pretty meh. Yeah. One he's big. Team. That's where my he's excitement big. comes he's from. He's got that's... one year of production. So yeah, we'll see how he tests. That that's is what it is. Big exactly. We'll, yeah. we'll see how he tests because that's going to be that. That's going to be his thing. He's raw. Burks again potentially. So yeah. Um. Brandon Ayuk, as we were Brand, getting ready to talk about. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk is super interesting. It's a very interesting one. So let me bring this up. He was a first round pick, right? Yeah. The wide receivers that went immediately after him were Higgins and Pittman. Um, so Ayuk was 25 overall, so less than 10 picks between him, Higgins, and Pittman. But once you get beyond those two, it was Chenault, it was KJ Hamler, it was Chase Claypool, it was Van Jefferson in the second round, in the third round, it was we got Denzel Mims too. Yeah, Denzel Mims. Um, in the third round, it was Brian Edwards, Devin Duvernay. Um, there, yeah, yeah. Remember so, Lynn Bowden Jr. He went before Brian Edwards. Yeah, he did. Um, running back, quarterback, running. He was back. drafted as wide receiver. Whatever. Dude. I I know what he was. He was drafted as everything. He was drafted as utility. Antonio Gibson was drafted as a wide receiver. True, but um, Ayuk's interesting because he's starting to come into his own. He put together a pretty nice season. You look at the names behind him, and you know, okay, yeah. T. Higgins, I think we can agree, was probably the wide receiver steal of this draft. Um, to this point. In the second like, okay, to this point, oh, I was yeah. to say I think a fifth round receiver might take I mean Jeff for Jeff Jeffers even as a first round pick maybe a steal, but as a fifth receiver off the board, yeah. There's a fifth round receiver potentially that has a chance to just Joe in terms of a value. Tyler Johnson, Colin Johnson, Quintez Cephas. John Hightower, Isaiah Coulter, Darnell Mooney. Yeah. KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne's team, man. All right. They're both. No, no. It's it's Mooney's been more value. I mean, in terms of what you got from a value standpoint. Yes. Well, but it still may be Jefferson just given sort of his career. Yeah. Consistency wise, though, Higgins in the second's good too. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, this still. He should, he, he should have been a second. first round pick. He uh, really should have gone to Green Bay. Looking at where this was, I think we were all shocked about IU going in the first round. It was not anybody that I think any of us saw as a first rounder. No. Um, no. When I look at this class now, I still think you were probably around high, but it's hard to to argue with that that was your guy because he shouldn't have come back to you as you look through this. No. Um, you know, a lot to be made out of San Francisco's quarterback situation. What's your view on Brandon Ayuk and Dynasty? So I'm going through I'm going through these uh these rosters. So Debo's out it's not until 25. Um, because you have to start looking at where the money's gonna come from. And you have to look at where they're gonna be at in the next couple of years in terms of potential salary cap, which we don't have to dive too much into that. Um San Francisco is gonna probably be you know towards the bottom, but um, it's, it's when, you know, it's when Kittle, his contract becomes something that you can look at, which I don't think they'll ever get rid of Kittle. I just think he's too important to the team, but you know, McCaffrey's contract, um, the odd man out thing here and, and in San Francisco, it's where things become interesting. So uh, Kittle's out 24, um, 
McCaffrey, I believe it's it's outs after this year. I doubt they cut him after what they gave up for him. He's slated to make twelve million with no dead cap the next three seasons. And we know the value of of a running back and a in a Kyle Shannon and offense. You don't have to look far to to see, you know, the, the overall you know playmaking uses of running backs in a Kyle Shannon offense. Just just go look at Atlanta with Devonta Freeman and and Tevin Coleman. It's what they think about Samuel. Ayuk was a twenty three year old. He's already twenty six. Um, following the same path as what Samuel was as an older rookie receiver. Um, I don't know if Ayuk's going to be there. And it's where I think his value is hard to judge because you have his fourth year. Do they pick up his fifth? Ayuk's, there's talks of Ayuk's that could get traded. Um, That's I see, like a trade. Like yeah, a trade get like yeah. picks back. You had Marquise yeah. Brown. You had um, A.J. Brown both be moved during the draft for these wide receiver needy teams. Um, that the teams themselves didn't look into a rebuild or maybe look to try to, you know, capitalize on not being able to pay for them. Uh, you could fall into that. He's 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 been in in, in Kyle Shannon's doghouse before. Um and and, and it, it, he seems relatively replaceable. Um it, it, it's the numbers don't wow. It's been fine, but it's not the I first think, one in value that you wanted to see out of him. No, that, no. And you know, injured, not understanding, you know, not half a season basically yeah. you're in the doghouse, like you said. It's um especially in the second season when he was coming off of a, 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 a decent rookie year. Um I'm trying to pull up he was coming off a fire second half of the his rookie year. His rookie yeah. year, he didn't start off really hot, and then the second half he like took off. I'm gonna see where he's ranked in um in dynasty right now just using ktc because i just like more of the uh the quick hitting so Ayuk is viewed as the wide receiver 21 so back into 56 overall obviously you know ktc is more reactionary to the community but he's moved up 12 slots over the last couple weeks and now he's a back in wide receiver too it's it's at proper value in your guys's opinion for like fantasy wise, he's like a headache, but he has okay, that yeah. wide receiver. He has that wide receiver one finishes, but he has those wide receiver three finishes. So that back end wide receiver two, yeah, I I could feel comfortable taking him there as a wide receiver two, wide receiver, you know, borderline wide receiver three. Yeah, I think that's fair, and and he is a headache, but there's a big drop off once you get get past, you know, really Higgins and Pittman which is why I think that little high here in the draft, but I think that that's probably fair for him because there are flashes and there are signs, but the quarterback situation has been so inconsistent and Shanahan is so good at tailoring this offense to whatever he's got going on at quarterback that he's going to need some consistency or he's going to need to move elsewhere before you can, you can get there with, with IU. I, I, I think a back in two is too high. I think he should be more of a three, which are effectively, you know, four spots removed from that high end three. He's replaceable. 
in my opinion. I, 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 there's a lot of IU truthers. There's a lot of people that fall in love with this offense. San Francisco, like to do with running backs, recycle wide receivers through here. Mm-hmm. And given the contract, given that I, I, I can't say for certain that he's going to be a long term niner where I think his, his, highest upside comes from it's from a system He's that got high end two upside i'm not seeing one upside but as i look through the underlying metrics he has got high end two upside He's third in target separation 14th in wins 13th in win rate um 14th in win rate against man 11th in target separation versus man third again third overall in target separation um if he went to a team that gave wide receivers some volume this is a high end too, but he also sharing the field with, Debo, with Kittle, with Debo, time, with McCaffrey. Debo when he's not blocking McCaffrey, I get it, but this is the most pure wide receiver on the Niners, right? Yeah, I mean to what they want from their, yeah, they're the one that they, they use them that way the most. Yeah. And when Debo goes down, it's like, what do you do? You know, you have Brandon Ayuk still there because you're using Debo as a running back. And you're taking that chance every freaking play of him going out and being done. It's frustrating, I, I, but I, it's I, been so inconsistent with what he's gotten target-wise and everything like that. I mean, it's all over the freaking place. 288-44-11-11-674-893-47-12-5541 for the year. That's if he got Pittman targets, it's a two. Yeah. Again, oh, he'd be a high end too. Yeah, I personally think he's more of a three. If his, I think his ranking is it just it's 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 just gradually high. It's more of a nitpick, I guess, at this point. All right, let me give you a bold take. Okay, if he's a back end worth a back end second right now, going for a high third, he's a buy. No, no, not what do you cost in your rookie draft. It, no, uh, no, it, it, in a dynasty wide receiver ranking, okay, he's ranked as a back. He's ranked as a wide receiver twenty-one. What are some recent trades for him? Can you pull that up? Yeah, let me pull up DLF and I'll uh, like here. Also, you know, Pittman's behind him. Ryan's, you know, Bay Jerry Judy's behind him. That that's probably where maybe any question marks would come from in that point. I think he's fine in in, in the Jerry Judy range for sure. Um, yeah, I I think so. I think that they're, I think him and Judy are very similar from career tra- trajectory and everything. You swap them spots. I think Judy's a more re- refined player. Yeah. Um, Ayuk, I think just works really well. Um, Jesus Christ, I th- I think he just works well within the op with a Kyle Shane. Like they space so well on that team that it just allows him to be, you know, himself. Like, it's just like, he, he's a great, like he's, he's great. One-on-one. Basically very, if very, Deontay very, very Johnson fast. didn't have the target volume. And DLF has him as 28. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's Deontay Johnson that can actually score touchdowns. Deontay Johnson <laughs> with eight touchdowns, a thousand yards and 78. So Deontay, I think, targets. I, I think Deontay also commands more targets than what he is. He does. Deontay has right, got so... about 30 to 40 more. Let me look here. Let me see. So here's a here's a a recent Ayuk solo trade. Ayuk this this was made two weeks ago. Ayuk for Keenan Allen and Traylon Burks. 
obviously we can't see what the league settings are. Most of these are going to be super flex leagues. Um, but we're going to, we're going to go off of that. So I feel safer with Ayuk while also acknowledging that the upside isn't nearly the same as what Burks is. Um, how often do we see receivers over the last few years that come in super raw reach their true upside? Not very, but there's an acknowledgement that Burks's upside is very, very large. And I think we've also acknowledged earlier in the show when we said the Chargers need to go get a wide receiver that Keenan Allen is kind of on a little bit of a downswing as he ages ages and everything. Age is undefeated. So I get it. Like, I think this is fine. And I think that moves fine. Um, Again, Allen on a downswing. Burks definitely has a lower floor with a higher ceiling. So if you're more risk averse, that trade makes sense. Yeah, that's only one that would be. Otherwise, he's involved. There's some package deals he was involved in for Najee Harris. There's an insane Ayuk and three firsts for Justin Herbert. Huh. That, <laughs> that had to deal. be like super flex, right? Yeah, yeah things, it had to be. Obviously, yeah, things you can't you know quantify. Yeah, really quantify. But, but I think the the two for one, you know, high floor receiver in Keenan Allen, which I think will still give you, it's gonna give you a his bit floor a plus bit. that you could replace Ayuk. To wait is to see if Jalen. I don't know. If Burks is the guy I really want to go after. I don't really trust Tennessee's no situation nothing. at this point. So I maybe would have gone for somebody else, but I'm sure he wanted to get something paired with with Keenan Allen. So yep. All right. A lot of time on IU. Good conversation though, because he's the most interesting yeah. player that we yeah. have. In the we first can go round. a little lot on this too. To um. Yeah, the only other one here is Rugs, and I just looked up where his court case is. We don't need to talk about Rugs. Delay it again. So, yeah, he's he's done. Nothing yeah, else. His career is way over. He's done. Done. He's done. Done. Um, one bad decision with terrible consequences, and he's done. Done. Yeah, sad. Very sad for everyone involved. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's. All right. So T Higgins. Uh, no, we're not going to the second round yet. Sorry. No. Oh, okay. No, we're still in the first round. Uh, well, you had one running back draft in the first round and Edward Tolaire. I think we can all agree that's not gone well. No. <laughs> the greatest. I was it led to the greatest you. conversations for an entire offseason. Yeah. Oh, my God. My God. Uh, the amount of people that were wrong and putting Clyde number one because their favorite quarterback liked them the most. Yes. That's why you don't, this why you don't let your quarterback scout your players. Guilty. I was guilty. Never off the so JT. I never off the JT train. Guilty, apparently. Um, but I tear, as we know. So I wasn't guilty at the same time. I had him higher in the tier, but he was still tiered. And honestly, the way that I've evolved my process since then, there is Absolutely no way that given overall performance stats and film scores that he would have beaten Jonathan Taylor if I were to evaluate this now. Absolutely no way would he have been ahead of Taylor and absolutely no way would I have had Dobbins as low as he was. Looking back at how I've evolved since this draft class. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, Edward Tolaire, you should get out of for any value you can get. 
in my you're, you're you're not unfortunately getting value like there's, there's nothing left no or the and next it, chance you get so you're yeah. you're hoping in Super Bowl that he does something really good like goes off for like 100 yards and a touchdown or something yeah when he lands on his next team there's going to be some believer that throws a third round value on him or something like that like you can you can get something but any who's it's um, I don't know. That there's any non-skill position hitting non-skill positions. Just real quick, Adrian Terrell's been fine. Uh, Austin Jackson for the Dolphins. I don't really know much about linemen, honestly. Damon Arnett was not a great pick for the Raiders, who had a lot of not great picks. Uh, Kenneth Murray for the Chargers, pretty good, and nothing else really. I mean, Patrick Queen for the Ravens, great pick, about low. It's getting uh, better. It's getting yeah, better. It's getting better. Jeff Gladney for the Vikings. Ah, uh, no. Don't Piece want to talk shit. about it. <clears throat> no. All right. Set a beer review, then we'll get through the lower rounds, which should be a lot quicker. Beer review. All right, I'm going to go ahead and go because I was out. I was drinking uh, Queen Meme from Triptych out of Savoy, Illinois. Um, hazy IPA, which they do really, really well. Uh, this one leans a little bit more on the bitter side. You definitely get some of that tropical. I think guava really jumps out at me. A um, little bit of pineapple. Not a ton of citrus in this one. Definitely some uh, some earthy and some piney undertones as I go through it. Um, so it's not just a fruit bomb. Um I don't do a lot of hazies, but it's a well-balanced hazy, in my opinion. You get the right amount of fruit without being attacked by it. Um, some good floral notes there. Some good earthy notes there that help balance all of that out with the tropical notes. Wildflower honey. Um, I don't know that that came to play here at all, other than the 8.8% AVB. <laughs> I don't know when they added it. There's nothing about, you know, they're stats or anything like that um and here's the thing you need to know about like honey and things honey is fermentable so if you don't kill your yeast or neutralize your yeast before you add it it's just going to get eaten up and not add anything in this case it might add a little bit of residual sweetness and maybe some floral notes the honey is not a prominent note though so um probably more of a sales thing with it being on the label honestly but I don't think they needed that. It, it's a really good beer on its own with a lot of balance. So triptych is normal. Um, they kick the hell out of everything they do other than oatmeal stouts, in my opinion. So delicious. Yes. I had sweet baby Jesus, which is a chocolate peanut butter porter coming in at 6.2%. And it's very, very good, like dessert beer for a porter. I like it. Because it, you, you taste it, you know, you, you take a swig of it, it's comes in as chocolate, you swallow, you feel like that peanut butter, like hug your tongue as you, after you swallow, it gives you like a nice dry flavor bit to it. Yeah. So that is what I actually liked about it. So I was like, man, I'm actually on my second one already. That's how good it is. <laughs> I have to maybe give it another roll because I, I, the last time I tried it, I, I have not been impressed with the Evil Twin. Um, I don't see him. We don't see him too often out here. Um, out here in in Illinois, but 
what I do is I open I mean, it, and I, let, I, I, I pour it, and I let it sit for five minutes, and then I start drinking it. Because I notice it, like it, it's a whole different taste if you like pour it and start drinking it right away compared to let it kind of sit and warm up a little bit. Well, the temperatures are going to bring out more stuff. You're gonna you're yeah. gonna get stuff muted if it's too cold, and as it warms up, you're gonna get more of the flavors, and you'll get more of the malt characteristics that comes through. So, that is common. That's why you want to serve those type of beers generally at a little warmer temperature than what you would with a domestic beer that doesn't have a lot of anything to it. Like you look at a 40 plus degree type of serve on them. They're generally between 50. They're right oh, around really? 50. Yeah. You want to let, you want to, obviously you don't want to drink warm beer, but you want to let the temperature. Almost like a wine type things. of beer. Yeah. You want to have your, your flavors and everything come through. Um, Again, six point brewery. Resin double Ipa, your Dipa. This is a, a, a very characteristic, a very Tron representation of what a double IPA is. Malt forward, bitter forward. Um, it's not of the worlds of hot bombs where it just kicks you in, in the teeth and it, it just becomes undrinkable. It's a good solid double. Um, I, I always enjoyed them putting into the slim cans. As a craft beer, it's a it's a it's it's a very choice make, <laughs> I suppose. Um, these guys are are around the Midwest. They're obviously from the mid, you know, from the East Coast. So finding these guys shouldn't be too difficult if you're if you're not too much on the West End. Um, solid find. Uh, it, it does the style well. We'll say. That's it. Cool. Ryan Ryan gave his second. No, I I, I know he did. When okay. I was back by then, I was uh getting a Scottish light, which has uh been entered at the Bluegrass Cup in Kentucky, so hoping for good things out of this beer. Um and pissing like I normally do during a beer reveal. Especially when Ryan talks. <laughs> I'm gonna try it in a try so you a, saying, I, I, I get reviews. Ah, ah. These reviews are like my bathroom breaks. I piss. Um. All right, round two. Let's go ahead and look at the wide receivers in round two. We already kind of talked about this. Higgins and Pittman. Let's start there. Um. They are easily the the easiest. Higgins is a perennial wide receiver too. I don't think there's anything else to say there. He is what he is as long as Chase is around or he's with Chase. Um. He's not gonna be the alpha. He's very very good. I think really there's would. easy arguments to make that I think he's also a potential back in one in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what do you Absolutely. do now? Because this is like we're going into his final year of his contract. Like, will his value take a hit if he signs somewhere else, or will it stay where it's at if he stays in Cincinnati? He would. Cincinnati if he, a lot of a lot of expiring contracts coming up here. They also have to pay Burrow this year, this off season. They will extend him because he. They want to get the contract done before. Probably, ideally, they want to get it done before the Mars contract and Herbert's contract hits the books or, or exactly. hits, you know, comes out. And especially before the, the you know, the 21 class, I don't see Sensi botching this with back to back AFC championship games on the line. I, I firmly believe, and I've been debating with myself back and forth about this for the last couple of days, is that they want to keep this core three. They'll let yeah. Mixon go even before the news came out, which may or may not happen. Um, 
It's a running Bullet. back that's been kind of average productivity yeah. wise. I mean, you're you gonna lose Tyler Boyd's contract, and they'll yeah, they'll just keep recycling your third slot guy in there. It's it's gonna be Burrow, Higgins, and Chase, mm-hmm. and they're gonna keep patchworking through the draft and through salary savings. Their O line, their defense. And, it's uh, it's found some. Kurt Nerwin's Tony yeah. can be fine as a three instead yeah, of Boyd if you need to cycle that and they can grab a a running back it, either cheaper in free agency than they'd be able to retain Mixon or out of the draft and I yeah. think their defense takes a hit though this year. I think they have a lot of experience contracts this year. Jesse I mean, they, Bates is a big one for sure. Yeah. But that's they good also, news for Higgins. They also yeah. potentially play in a very prolific division against they're going to ideally play first or second place, you know, type of schedules, which is going to yield Buffalo, Kansas city, the chargers. If Jacksonville takes another step forward, that there are in games in which you're going to have two elite quarterbacks going after each other and fireworks. Yes. happen. It, it is the upside of the opponency plays and the offense in which is around them. Um, if it, it, it's Higgins, it should be that val. I think the value difference between Chase and Higgins is a little too much. While I still firmly believe Chase is a couple tiers above him, um, Higgins, it's it, it's I I think he goes he's gonna go through more ebb and flows than than Chase will, but he's always a buy. I I am a huge advocate for Higgins as a back in one. At worst, a high two. Mm-hmm. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think that this was a great pickup by, by Cincinnati here, especially going chase the following season. This set up the framework for, for their offense. It, it you were able to pair, you know, Burrow with a good with a wide receiver to grow that and center the rebuild around. Um, and for T Higgins and Dynasty, um. I'm holding on to that as a piece on my roster, unless I'm maybe even if I am in a rebuild or a retool. I mean, he's still young enough. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, he's still about to enough. enter his prime years too. It's yes. not like we're this like so, running back on that. You don't have to move him. No, no. You want to be buying him, buying these wide receivers yeah. entering their second contracts. Yep, in yeah. those prime years are, are are very good real estate. So Michael Pittman's a different story, a little bit. Pittman has a lot of unrealized potential given a tumultuous quarterback situation. The Colts allegedly realize that they can't keep recycling veterans now, but there's really no path forward for what they're going to do. If it's trade up, if it's go recycle a veteran that maybe isn't at the very end of their career. Um, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jimmy Gravelo. Either way, Pittman's got good target volume. The floor seems to be okay. Um, the quarterback situation, the offense I haven't done it for him though. And he was never the type of player coming out that was going to profile as somebody that was super explosive. He had to be a volume play in my opinion, from what I remember his tape. Um, so yeah, I, I think that there's a lot that has to swing his way. Um, I think I talked about him as a buy. A couple weeks back, um, we all did. We yeah, all did. we're all on the same train. Yeah, so, his value is so low right now. Yes. So, and I still firmly believe that that it's a buy because there's so much unrealized potential. Um, 
is the Colts try to figure this thing out. Um, and I really think that where he was drafted, when you start to get into the guys behind this, you can't take exception with. It's just kind of vanilla for Michael Pittman, in my opinion, right now. Who would you rather have? Judy? Ayuk? Or Pittman? I'd say have Judy. Probably Judy out of the three for me. I'm still Pittman. I think the floor is is Pittman, and I think Judy has given us a bit more upside. I would almost go opposite of that. I think Pittman's got more upside than I think than I Judy. Think, I don't think I don't disagree that Pittman has more upside than Judy. I think that Judy has given us to this point more upside than Pittman. Yes. No. Yeah. No. I agree with you on that one, Chris. Like, yeah. I really I'm not have saying Judy. that he has more upside than than Pittman. But he's I'm provided. He's provided he a little more. bit more over the last season than what Pittman did. Because Pittman will have those twelve gate, like those twelve target games, and he'll have a blow up game, but then he'll give you like a floor of like six points. We're like Judy, kind of. It's the same thing for Judy. I mean, Pittman's a more volume receiver. Pittman also has had end of career Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger. Well, yeah, that's why he's a buy, right? That's why he's a buy right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because he's had nothing at quarterback, but. I got some future trades, but, but what are they going to do? And that's kind of where I'm. What at. if he gets traded? I mean, he's been the highlight package I've seen. He's not getting in trade, mock I trades. Think. I don't think so too. But did they trade up? I think they're still going to move up. So now you're adding in Bryce, Sean, Trout. Hopefully not Levis, but I'm assuming Stroud or Young at the one. I still think it'd be more. I, I think it'd be more of picks and player than Michael Pittman. If anything, yeah, let's say it's, it's picks the same and, different. Yeah, let's fine. say that it's picks and Pittman to Pittman to the Bears because that had some steam. Yeah, Where a lot at? of I mean, it's more the only thing that scares me, it's the same thing with Bateman. It's it's the, the talents there, but it's the volume going to be there in a Bears offense where Fields is going to run a lot. Now, there's questions at running back Montgomery leaving. We like Herbert, but you know, can he take a full load? What do they do there? We know Pittman's a different type of wide receiver than Mooney. Who elevates? I mean, you have you, your though? three. You have Pittman, Mooney, and let's Claypool. not forget Claypool. Yeah, I, it's it's a very good trio. Uh, Pittman is your outside X. Mooney as your vertical, I guess Z ish, Y ish. Claypool out of the big. Claypool out of the slide. It's a big slide. I guess depot type because he also got a lot of run his rookie season as a as a runner too. Um. Again, it'd be volume, but it feels as a is a good passer. It's just yes. Chicago didn't give him a lot of time, and we know that one of Fields' weaknesses is processing. And we're yeah, not given a lot of time. Been, yep. When you're not given time in the pocket before you have to move, and when when your internal clock gets sped up, and you're as as athletic as as he is, and as, as much as he wants to win. That's why he's that he's going to take off more every time because of that. You trade for Claypool, regardless of what you feel about the trade. Maybe Pittman, you'll get a uh, commit and uh, and and Mooney. Like again, volume is still the concern, and, and to bring this all back to Pittman, it, it's I think from an efficiency standpoint, it'd be better. He should probably you know, his volume will be lower, but he still commands targets. Mm-hmm. And if he stays in Indy, and now you add in a Yon or Shroud. It's now he gets to grow and develop with the young quarterback. 
with the volume still there and probably better than what he's had even at those points in their careers, even better than the Rivers season, which isn't as bad as people like to make it out to be. Or they don't trade and they take Will Levis and that. Please don't. No, 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 no. I don't want fucking power five fucking Zach Wilson. No, I'm. we don't want Will Levis. I'll show. He, he, he's like the guy at the driving range. He putts for dough and that's it. <laughs> I'm not a big Will Levis fan. Yeah. If, I, if I've made that pretty clear. Couldn't tell. I don't know that I will be, but all right, let's move on to some running backs here. Okay. Yes. With that. Uh, Cause the second round was chock full of running backs on this class. Deandre Swift went ahead of Jonathan Taylor. Um, to I'm the fine with that. Yeah. yeah. We were fine with that too, because he was a more dynamic player coming out, even though Taylor's, I loved it. Been more productive at this fan. point. Um, you also ended up in this with uh JK Dobbins and you ended up with AJ Dillon in this and Cam Akers and Cam Akers, who I choose not to acknowledge. Round three. Akers yeah. is three. No, he's, no, he's, he's round two. two. He's is round he two? two? He is at 52. Yeah. Pick 52. Oh, I'm right. You, you guys, I'm, my bad. I haven't pulled up two in front of me. I always yeah. thought he was a third round pick. Nope, he was a second rounder. So, um, Let's go through this real quick. DeAndre Swift. Um injuries and disappointment so far. Good when he's healthy. Yeah. yeah. But even when he is healthy, like you don't know when that game's gonna be. Like you you'll see that game and like you see every it, week by fantasy points. <laughs> yeah. It, but then it's a twenty five point game. So then the next week you're like, Oh man, I got this. He he's ready, he's RB one again. And then he gives you like nine points, and I'm like, the fuck? You know, so it's like but well, then having the Jamal way, Williams hasn't helped. Well, that's what I was gonna say too. Is the line the way the Lions' offense run is they don't have like that feature back. Like Swift wasn't like gonna be the feature back like I wanted him to be. Um, so they have that tandem back with a three headed back sometimes. Important. So they, they're constantly rotating. Important note on DeAndre Swift: his middle name apparently starts with a T, so his name is DeAndre T Swift. Like Taylor Swift. Which, yes, that is the joke. Thank yeah. you. Thank, thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Thank, thank you. <laughs> like Teen Swift, guys. Um, I love you, Ryan. Yeah. I'm home. <laughs> you're, you're at home. <laughs> I'm turning around. Um, We're going home, guys. <laughs> you know, here's the thing with Swift, right? Um, looking at his first three seasons, he has not played a full season. Um, he has not logged more than 150 carries. He has not logged more than 650 yards um, on the ground. The receiving yardage has definitely been there, and that's been what's carried his fantasy production. He's got one season over a thousand scrimmage yards. Um, the hope with Swift is that he can have a fully healthy season at some point. And actually see some workload. You'd prefer him be up closer to 200 carries. You'd prefer him, um, you know, be more in the 80 to 90 target range instead of the 70. It's all there to be a really good PPR back, almost Austin Eckler-esque. But the question is, is it ever going to happen? So do you sell while there's still people that are hopeful? Or do you hope it hits? This has been I, oh go ahead, Ryan. No, you got it. This has been my most debated in my mind. I spend a lot of time driving. I do a lot of out loud thinking when I'm on the road for fucking you know four hours a day. 
right now, so KTC as Swift as the RB10, uh, DLF as them at nine. Ooh. And it, it, it's Detroit has yet to prove to us that they fully trust Swift in a heavy workload. One one game of over 20 uh, touches, or, or not touches, carries. Yeah, he had 133 carry game in 2021. But he's had over 20 touches in multiple games if you, if you pound in the receiving work, which has been, which we all know is very valuable when it comes to fantasy. Obviously, durability is the concern, which is probably why they can't fully commit to him as a workhorse back. The buy or sell is extremely tough because I think the community softened on Swift and the running back landscape is in such a fucking disarray because of Brees Hall's injury, Jonathan Taylor's injury and disappointment this year. Walker got hurt. McCaffrey's still showing things. The 19 class we all knew wasn't that great. It's proved to us. <laughs> Najee Harris took a step back. ETN is on the rise, but there isn't a clear RB1. It's just a bunch of high-end top names. fives. And some people are, are, are going to have Swift in that. I mean, I, I Saquon Barkley and McCaffrey are in DLF's top five dynasty running backs. At 2017 and 18 running backs are in their top five. That is the landscape of backs. And does Detroit even bring back Swift? I've seen mock drafts of them taking Beejan at 18. Not 18, I'm sorry. Whatever their lowest pick is. So and I think they could get away with that, um, with taking Bijan. They've got Swift under contract for one more season. And no, they probably don't, right? You don't have a fifth year option on him. Yeah, I, mean, I don't do, think do you think they, they do. bring him back even if they don't draft? I mean, Ryan, if 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 they draft a running back, like let's not even think about Bijan. If they draft a running back in the second or third round, does how how would you feel about Swift? Would you I'd feel confident if, if they come back? What do you think that they would actually pick him up and resign him again? No, no, he is, he's one and done. If he doesn't put it together him. this year, they don't do it anyway. Do I don't think, think he did. Okay. I, I don't see them doing it as is because, like, if if someone's offered, like, if he's being valued that high, like, I valued him that high going into the season. We I, all did. Thought, I love, I love Swift. I love yeah. Swift. And then seeing, like, how he was, he was actually more efficient with less carries and touches which is something you don't want to see you always say like you know <laughs> the more like... volume, yeah the more volume you get the better you're going to be as a running back but it's like well with him it's like he the more you give him the more you take the chance of hurting him and yeah. every time you give him more more carries and stuff he gets hurt but we've so, seen that work too right i mean look at Kamara, look at eckler we've seen but recently it hasn't been works. working it's I mean, obviously durability. I mean, he had one. The target, vol- the target volume hasn't been there to sustain that high of a performance with. It's not consistent. Little on the ground. It's what's going to keep them. Ryan, are they bringing back Jabal Williams? They're going. They're trying to. Yeah. Depends okay, on if so they draft somebody. I mean, I think they'll well, have that decision be- made beforehand. But you think? I still say they'll, they'll still draft somebody. It may anyways. not even matter. They may still draft. Yeah, I'm sure they'll still no, draft they somebody will. day three. But I don't, I don't really care about day three backs. No, um, it's day one, day two on paying attention Swift, to. Yeah, yeah. In terms of Swift, I don't care about day three backs. But that's why I've been so difficult in trying to value Swift. And, and, and I think he falls somewhere. I think he is an RB1 in Dynasty because of the running back landscape. And if Swift were to leave Detroit, it doesn't kill his value. I think it's replaceable value, though, too. I do. I mean, you know, 
just look at DLF. They have Josh Jacobs, you know, ahead of them. They have Austin yeah. Eckler ahead of them. Um, which to me makes know. it a a sell type of scenario. While they're yeah, still I'd be, I, I'm all sell on him right now. And that's even even being the Detroit homer here, I'd still sell him. Just knowing that if people look at him as a as a wide, as a running back one, I don't look at him as a running back one. I, I look at him as a middle like RB two. Right. The now, dynasty you know. community doesn't realize how much they need this class. He's a supplemental piece to hit. But yeah. I'll start at Beejan. They they need this class to hit. The running back class is not great. And outside of Beejan, yeah. this running back class doesn't look great either. So which is again, which is why you're seeing Barkley, which we love Barkley, and we have grown to really love McCaffrey, why they're still top five. And why you're gonna see some of these guys starting to get re-signed too, I think, because the NFL is also gonna realize. I mean, it's just Javante Williams too also getting hurt really fuck this up we'll talk about him next week so um, yeah i i just i i i i think it's gonna harp how difficult it is to value swift and um i think a lot of people are where ryan's at yeah i i'm a little more hopeful but i love backs who look and profile like swift i just i i can't predict where he's gonna go to me it's not even about where he goes it's the the injury history coupled with the lack of volume on the ground coupled with um I I almost you know, want him to have a Camaro role that just yeah. lasts longer. And well I do too. And you need that target volume to go up though. So where I mean, lands is gonna be super important to that. Yeah. I mean if we get twenty one, you know, where he averaged generally six, seven targets a game, that's a high end that's a that's a hundred target season. Yeah, that's what you need. You need him at a hundred target season, not a sixty to seventy target season. I mean, I'll give it for this year. Obviously, the you know dealing with injuries for the early part of it, and it's just mm-hmm. the usage after everything and the long term usage towards the end of this season. It, the, there is some concern, but that's mm-hmm. why I, I don't think he stays in Detroit. I, I, I'm regardless of what they do, I think they let him walk. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, J.T. Still RB, he's still a top three down. It's running back, That's and he, he did have an ankle procedure to clean that up. But I am just so yeah. He's your new Derek. He's he's your new Derek Henry. Nick. Yeah, he's your new Derek Henry. Dip. He's he's going to get too much volume to ignore. J.K. Dobbins is is. Interesting. He turned it on again at the end of the season. You need him to put a full season together. The upside is clearly there. Um, the too ability, much, too much change. Great is truly there, but yeah, a lot of change. He, it's interesting because you. I really have no idea how people value J.K. Dobbins right now either. Uh, DLF eighteen, KTC RB fifteen, little. He higher. might be a buy. It's, but it's if I felt more confident in in the Lamar Jackson situation and who they bring in at, at OC, he he lost one of the better running running back friendly OCs. And like as much as I'm happy, Greg Roman's gone. That his scheme was incredible for him, and he also hates. He's also not happy in Baltimore right now. No, he's he's not because <laughs> he's, he's also not, pretty fucking salty about because him. he's not the guy. You no, need a situation it, where he's the guy because the upside is clearly there. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I think RB15 is probably the high point. I think I think a high two. 
I, I, yeah, I'm fine with the high too. I'm buying him because I think they. I mean, well, let, let me rephrase. The one Dobbin sure I'm selling him because I'm full blown in a rebuild. <laughs> but yeah. In theory, I'm buying him because I think the ceiling is so much higher than what we've seen and so much higher than where he is. And he needs to put together a full season. He lost damn near two years because of the knee. He's got to put together a full season. Um, even if it's a more traditional offense, I think he's perfectly capable of putting up RB1 type numbers with consistency if he can stay on the field and he doesn't have an annoyance named Gus Edwards. Yeah, I, th- I think the talent's it's, it's obviously there. So where did yeah. they draft a running back high also in the draft? Then I'm going to call them idiots and I'm going to mock them relentlessly. I, I don't, again, it's... It, Day two, day three. They don't day really. Day. I don't care. I, about I mean, day they three talked about backs. that last year, but that was more of, of where Dobbins' recovery was. Yeah. Um, Roman's gone. They haven't replaced the OC. For the love gonna be of a, God, a draft wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I, that's what they I, really I, They also got to figure out somebody named Lamar Jackson. Yeah, like, they again, do. there's what? there's so many moving parts to Dobbins' <laughs> Derek Carr. That, that if, no, no, don't, don't, no. That's that, totally that's gonna change rude. things. Derek They're Carr. gonna trade him to San Francisco for you know for Trey Lance and then bring back Ray Roman. Aaron Rodgers goes there. No, I, awesome. I, I will fucking cry. It's actually Zach Wilson. <laughs> I will also fucking cry. I'm okay with I, that. I know you want to. I'm okay. <laughs> AJ oh. Dillon, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on. Yeah, that hasn't panned out. Good job, Packers. Wait, um, pick. Uh, wide receivers below that. I'm not really. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on them. KJ Hamler, Chase Claypool, no. um, Van Jefferson, Denzel Mims. Uh, no, nope, nope. Old up there. Nope. A lot of misses. A lot of misses. Whole lot of misses. Whole bunch of not good. Good defensive players went in this round. We're going to skip over that. Cole Komet was the first tight end off the board. He's starting to show a little bit tight ends, a little bit later breakouts. So more on him as we get into other types of. of yeah, that was year three. Year, year three is when you start seeing more of them. And this is yeah. this was a year three of him that we got to see. So a little bit more. Unless he's George Kittle. He's going to be like a mid-tier tight end one, probably for his Yeah, career. That's fine. Um, round three, running through the skill position players. Antonio Gibson. We're we just gonna skip over Cam Akers. I mean, don't I normally? <laughs> it's I'm just joking. He started to come on at the end of the year. He's coming off an Achilles injury. He came back way too soon from. He's got an offensive line that's totally in disarray. I've never liked the skill set. Um, I'm just letting somebody else deal with it, which is why I'm willing to skip over it because I have no scenario where I have to care about Cam Akers, and that's how I like it. He killed it over the last three weeks, though. 23, 19, and 21 carries. I'm sure and he all did. Three of those games, I'm all willing three of those to let him be somebody yards. else's headache. Wow. I just... Or let him be good with somebody else. I don't really care. I have no interest. He won me a championship, so I love him. I love him a lot. You're dumb lucky. I was. Dan, you want anything on Cam Akers? Because I don't I care. Love, you, you know how I feel about Akers. I... I... He's viewed as the RB three, like like that the obviously RB three, but as a RB three, that's that's There's the Rams. Upside. The the Rams want to give him volume. There's upside that, there if volume, he gets volume, volume if they commit to him, and 
You don't yeah, even have to like him. That he can flash. I don't have to like him, but I can tell you that there's there's upside there if they can keep using him in that way. I didn't like him coming out. I didn't like his tape. I had him all the way down as uh it was my RB seven. So yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm staying away from it. He could be good. That's a risk I'm willing to take. If you don't believe in a player, you don't believe in a player. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you don't have to buy everybody. Yep. So now can round I move three? on to round three? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Antonio Gibson. Started out good, and then all of a sudden he just faded away this year where people were like, oh, yeah, he's great still. And then we never saw anything from him. He was good sometimes. He was split with Brian Robinson, and he's in a Durability concerned. Rob Rivera right now. doesn't really like him anymore, I guess. He's going to return kicks for a while. That never planned out. Like, it's not a good situation. And yet, he's still the most talented running back on that roster. But it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, so, when you get a window, Keyshawn Vaughn is buried. You can't do anything. Oh, my that. God. That was so bad. I what, a, what a miss. The answer to Keyshawn Vaughn versus Zach Moss that a lot of us debated was neither. And by a lot of it was us in the bubble. It wasn't even a debate. It was it was, it was two hours of us. It was being because we drunk both don't like yelling Zach at Moss. each other. Yeah, yeah. They like Moss. We all loved Vaughn. Didn't matter. Uh, both players suck. Michelle was big on on Moss. Kate was Vaughn. It's, I mean, they both like, love both players. I know that. Missing a Keyshawn Vaughn was like taking that red wiffle ball bat and trying to hit a beach ball with it and missing. It's like, how do you how do you miss a beach ball? With the big bit red uh, wiffle ball bat, well, I had him above. Think, I had him above. I thought it was Larry. I didn't care. I think I had him like top eight in my like all like. Overall. I mean, I had him as a top five pre. He was my I, five. Again, I had, yeah, he was I had the, him above Clyde. Yeah, he was five. the first guy in my second tier. He I had him above Dobbins. I'm like Jesus Christ, like oh that I feel like that's like one of my biggest misses ever. We all missed. Vaughn? I mean, yeah. he also landed. It didn't he help that he got badly. COVID during his fucking rookie season. No. About the, the Bucks brought in Tom Brady. He and, was dealt a shitty hand. Regardless. And then you end up with Fournette, and then they draft Rashad White. Like, he they might. They brought Fournette in, in be, August yeah. of that year. Like, dude, he might Vaughn be a second. Fucked. He might just need an opportunity. It's going to be interesting to see where he goes. I'm not calling it a buy yet because. We need to figure he's, that out if he's, he's not going to be Bay buried. First. Well, Fournette could leave Tampa Bay first, and then he's one injury away. Yeah, but Vaughn's so cheap right now. I mean, you, you could probably get him at like a freaking deal. You can probably you get him can, off the waiver wire after the draft. You can pick him up right now they, if the waivers are open. Yeah. I would advise. We don't need to spend a lot of time on YouTube. Anyways. But it was on. a right. love affair. Quarterback, wide receiver, running back, Lynn Bowden Jr. <laughs> Moving on. Never turned into uh, anything. Brian Edwards, rest in peace. Uh, what could have not have happened? Could have, would have, should have never. Yep. <laughs> Zach Moss, second team. I also move on. Not doing much. Not a lot to talk about. Devin Duvernay. I love Devin Duvernay. He went to the Ravens. This is a guy like, um, this is a guy who I love the skill set coming out of college. He's landed in a place where he has just never gotten enough volume to even register every metric I need to see on player profiler because of the offense that he's in. Devin Duvernay is somebody I like a lot more on a team that isn't the Ravens. And when you and when you even got a chance as the number one, it's just there's no volume. Yeah, he he 
produced as well as you could be expected to, but there's no volume. So I mean, he he would need to move on to a more pass friendly offense, which is not offense, Baltimore. which is the opposite of what Baltimore is right now. I mean, maybe yeah. they turn into that. We never know. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. In, he's still very intriguing to me. Um as a slot player that had a lot of athleticism. I loved Devin Duvernay coming out. Uh, he was my where did I have him at? I had him with Rugs and IU. He was my wide receiver eleven in this class. So um I was a big fan. I think Ben Morgan was a big fan too. So Matt Hicks. You Matt and Hicks. Hicks. You and Hicks. Me and Hicks. That's right. You and Hicks were were lock and step for a lot of guys. A lot of players that year. Um let's see. Anything else on DuBernay? No. Pretty much cover no. it. No. <laughs> nothing on Darrington Evans, nothing on Josiah DeGuara, nothing on Dalton Keene other than the great mustache that never did anything yet. How about yeah. one of the two worst draft picks? Like two round three tight ends that got replaced <laughs> the following year. Oh my god. Yes. Obviously too. I'm Brady. Tom Brady masked a lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, he did. Jesus Christ. That is terrible drafting for two tight ends that never did anything. And then you overspend on two tight ends the following year in free agency. Just what the fuck? Yeah, because you go behind those those two tight ends, like you still very well have usable players here. Yeah, it's woof, woof, woof. It did not go well. All right. Yeah. Adam Troutman, not a lot there. Nope. Not anything. Josh Kelly, don't need to talk about that. Harrison Bryant, nope. Albert O. It's already been replaced by Greg Dolchus. Has already been replaced by Greg Dolchus. He is hyper-athletic. I can't say healthy. Ryan had him as a buy. I I, I don't. I, I, I wouldn't buy either. Russ is, Titans with Russ has been okay. It's just the position gets targeted. It's always multiple. Yeah. It's never just, it's not Jimmy Graham. So this isn't a Jimmy Graham situation. Multiple targets get involved. If Albert O is healthy, they're going to eat into each other. Him yeah. and Dolchus. Always got a lot of athleticism. Maybe it turns into something, but their ability concerns. Maybe second team like Evan Ingram was. Yeah. Maybe he moves. That would be the hope. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, he's also, he was also just a very raw. He just had a, it was a bad tight end class too. Yeah. That else didn't help. There's nothing to really root for. Yep. Yeah, I still buy him though. Just because he's so cheap. No. Fourth round uh, pick. You no, know, you can get him on waivers out. probably after the draft. Yeah, that too. Um, see, James Morgan to the Jets. I did that just because I'm pretty sure that's a Tanner Morgan connection. <laughs> Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis. So first off, we can agree this was a value this late, right? For what he's been. I, I think well, I, I, I think he's valued very accordingly to what they wanted from a vertical receiver. I mean, round four, looking at some of the other wide receivers here though, right? This was a steal for uh for Buffalo in round four, given some of the later shit. Well, yeah, considering the wide receivers that went ahead of him. Yeah. Like Antonio Gallatin and Gandy Golden. Golden was behind him. I, I, I sure was. Yeah, he, he did his oh, role yeah, properly. Was. That's I, I still don't 
Okay, the guys that I were. I think you put a lot of guys. Now, I think you, you can find a vertical guy like him, and, and they would have the same success. Devin Duvernay, Brian Edwards was ahead of but, him. Joe Reed, Antonio Gibson. You mean Antonio Gandy Golden? No, Antonio Gibson. Gandy Golden was behind him. Gibson was drafted as a wide receiver. Oh, ahead of him. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. Guys ahead of him. The guys behind him, I mean, other than Mooney, who you can make an argument for also, like, splash in the pan one season. Other than that, it's Gandy Golden. It's Joe Reed. It's Tyler Johnson. It's Colin Johnson. It's Quintez Cephas, John Hightower. Like, there's nobody around him that has had the success that he has had. Let's put it no. that way. Well, KJ Osborne. You can get has has shown hints of it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Dan, would you rather have Gabe Davis or KJ Osborne? I would love to have Gabe Davis's vertical ability in Minnesota over KJ Osborne, who was just a fine number three. Davis sure. is also number three. Like, yeah, Davis has that. been able to work his way up. It's commendable. The hype. I'm sorry to the FFA faceoff group. You guys are awesome. Was fucking totally un- I'm sorry. Unfounded bullshit. It's bullshit. It's, 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 it's insane. And I like Davis coming out. God damn it! I always had to be the fucking, you know, the villain Negative in this Nancy. scenario because it's he, it's it, it was obvious that he wasn't going to become anything more than what he was, and now he'll he he could be replaced after this year because that offense. It's starved of a number two. It's, the offense is still starved of a, of needing a number two receiver. When you bring back the two players that you were supposed to p- replace, that's not a good sign for them. They no. re-signed John Brown. They re-signed Cole Beasley. Uh, Kildo Shakur is a better long-term option because he can provide more over the field. Being a good teammate in the locker room doesn't win you a lot of points if you're not producing enough on the field. And that's... I like Gabe Davis... You gotta he's pick got your great, spots. He's and... got great size. He's got great athleticism. It's just that's he he is not blossom into a complete receiver. That's he, it's it's one role. He's a valuable. He, he's a good piece, blocker too. He's, he's a valuable player. piece to have around. You gotta pick your spots. You can, or maybe I can. I don't know. Relatively reliably pick when those spots are gonna be. So I'm okay with having that when I can reliably guess it. I hit upside that's gonna hit <laughs> great for best ball. I'll take him. Everybody send me your Gabe Davis offers. I I I gotta pull him up. I, I want to see what type of offers are, are are have been coming his way. Because I can like Re- recent offers. I obviously. relatively reliably can predict Gabe Davis, I feel like. I you're always going to have somebody that duds when you don't expect him to or whatever. We do that with a lot of other players, but pretty reliably being able to pick on when Gabe Davis is going to have a good four target game. <laughs> I think I could do that. That's why I call him Santa Claus. Everyone felt like they were proven right about Davis because of this season. Your wide receiver in one week. He had a couple of the wide receiver in one week. And then he shoves in a wide receiver. No one was wrong. And everyone was wrong all at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking beautiful. Gabe Davis was involved in a Patrick Mahomes trade. 
that includes Daniel Jones, Trey Lance, Geno Smith, and Darren Waller. What a cluster fuck of a trade was that? All right, here's here's one. Gabe Davis in the fourth round pick for Jerry Judy. That's how you sell high on Gabe Davis. Or Gabe Davis trade out for a second round 2023. Okay. Which I feel like is that's pretty reasonable. It doesn't obviously say where we're in mine. So that can be pretty reasonable. Yeah. A high like oh no. I don't think we're gonna go through the same discourse this year. He, he didn't have a four touchdown game not. in the playoffs because Gabe Davis didn't show up in the playoffs. But let me draft him cheaper. You will. He'll actually be yeah. where he should have been valued last year. Fucking he'll people be he's falling. Up. He'll be a, he'll be an eighth round pick next year probably, and that'll be a fine spot to take a wide receiver where you have to constantly predict when he's going to either kill you or win you a week. Don't ever change Santa Claus. Don't. Ever change. All right, round five, Darnell Mooney. Bad season. Bad season, but he did show the upside. That offense was woof. Woof. Yeah, that offense was just all just run. It was just run, 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 and run more. Yeah. To Justin Fields. By low, hold. I'm holding, but it's also buying low at the same time. I mean, I guess it depends where it's where you per- perceive them. If they trade for Pittman, that probably puts Mooney at three. You know who is a better Ish. deal? Who? Because I looked through the rest of this. You know who the better deal was? Donovan Peoples Jones, sixth round. Especially if if sexual predator Watson. Gets back into Houston for you. Look at how consistent, yeah. You look at how consistent Peoples Jones was this year, and when he started to fold in touchdowns and everything like that, I had him in so many places, and I was almost never disappointed. He was one of my favorite DraftKings plays. He's a that might be have been that might looking at last year be a better deal than what. Darnell Mooney even was. Just I for consistency perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he'll like, continue yeah. to be the number two. Yep. Osborne to his point, I think Thielen is totally gone. He'll think he'll be the number two. Uh depending on what the Vikings do. But yeah, yeah. Again, if if Watson returns to form that we saw in Cleveland, it's that continues to be an upside. We we know big vertical receivers with Watson has been successful or just more vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it goes to show how, just how much Michigan likes to destroy their, their five-star recruit receivers. My yeah. God. Cause DPJ is, oh, you should be trading for DPJ because the floor is so good. You're not going to be disappointed in that move. And I think there's still upside that that can be unlocked. No, because he was so high because he grew up right around the like not too far from me. And he was like even a five star recruit then. I mean, he was killer in high school. I mean, he was a very high recruit. Yeah. Five star recruit recruits out of high school. Yeah. Are typically five star recruits out of high school. If you're a five star recruit, you're That's a five-star generally recruit. how it happens. I know it's yeah. shocking. Yeah. Great, huh? Uh all right. Couple other important things to talk about here. Tyler Bass. He kicks footballs on a yeah. high 
profile team. Go out and and trade a fourth round pick for him. Uh, Braden Mann. Who? Hunter, New York Jets. <laughs> he, he kicks the ball well, <laughs> sets up his defense for success, and and back in the opponent's territory. All right, Isaiah Hodgins. Probably we talked more about a, him. We did. It, it helps that the wide receiver room is very wide open and also means he could easily be replaced. It does. Um, the touchdown streak was good. There's opportunity there. I'm not. It's kind of a buy. There are a lot of good things there just to be a, a second team breakout. I mean, if, if he's Alan Lazard with more touchdown upside, you know, Lazard, Couple practice squads and everything before he latched on. I think you're okay with it. He's your wide receiver, five, six, five, seven. Six. It's five, six, seven on your roster if you're lucky. If you got touchdown upside out of that wide receiver, five, six, seven, when you get down there, you feel pretty good. Yeah. Bowie Fillin's good. Wide receiver, five, six, sevens go. Can do a lot worse. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. Hell, he could even be a wide receiver four, five, six. I mean, when you're when you're already a wide receiver five, six, seven, you could totally be a wide receiver five, six, seven, or four, five, six, or even a three, four, five. I don't, I don't know if you want to go up to three. Things probably ain't going too well for you. Well, you're looking at the upper limit, not the lower limit. Or four, six, eight. Four and five are still very five, six, seven. I I think is his upper. (laughs) I'm gonna go. Four six eight. Who do we appreciate? Hodgins. Hodgins. Go Hodgins. <laughs> Thank you. I hope he's not an eight, boy. That's uh, it's I down mean, there. In the six is pretty bad. I think he's probably better than a six. Well, all right. What about round seven? Uh, Juwan Jennings from the Forty uh, ers He was serving as their wide receiver three this year and last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. That was two weeks in a row. That was two weeks in a row. I'm on a roll. Actually, I was only kind of kidding. <laughs> um, you started looking at it. You're like, wait a minute. But yeah, running backs get kind of ugly after this, and that's what you hear. I mean, nobody cares about KJ Hill. You know, Benjamin Actually, was down there. Good for him. Uh, Sterling Hoffrichter was drafted by the Falcons. Bless you. <laughs> they didn't ben DiNucci. When they had a young who Ben DiNucci's down there, yeah. Tommy Stevens. Who? Right. Malcolm right. Perry. <laughs> Nate Stanley. Nate Stanley. All right, show's over. Bye. Sam Sloman. You know what? Yeah, I probably wasn't that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Eno Benjamin. I already said that. God. Hey, Crowder was Mr. Irrelevant. I can't believe Tay Crowder. That that's Jay Crowder. No, it's Tay Crowder. Tay Crowder. No, it's Tay Crowder. He actually he actually had a good like. He actually, was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, he actually did good too. In, yeah. Like, preseason, I think. Not bad. Hey. Good for you, Tay Crowder. Where is he now? I thought he was starting somewhere. Hold on. Are they still a giant? He is still with the Giants. 
He's not. He started the, the beginning of the year. He was then he is still on the, the bench. Didn't play a lot. He's a didn't play a lot of snaps. Got moved to special teams. Must just be end of the year. Name that fell. Yeah, he's a guy. Hey, he he stuck on with this team. I I thought the show was already over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't stop anything. You're welcome for the Dave Crater content, though. That's what that's what they came here for, actually. <laughs> Tate Crowder's mom's waiting for us to give his take on him.